0: no other book has so so profoundly impacted so many lives as the bible
1: welcome to simply the bible the through the bible teaching program of pastor daryl zachman of calvary chapel treasure valley today we see where daniel rebukes king belshazzar because of his pride before the lord then daniel interprets the mysterious writing on the wall We hope you join us as Pastor Darrell continues in Daniel chapter 5 on Simply the Bible.
0: King Belshazzar of Babylon had an amazing feast in which he invited a thousand of his lords. And as they were feasting, they began to drink wine. And he gave the order that the sacred vessels that King Nebuchadnezzar had taken from the temple in Jerusalem should be used. They filled them with wine and began to praise the gods of gold and silver, bronze and iron, wood and stone. And at that time, a hand appeared and began to write in the plaster of the wall. The king became very terrified and then called for his wise men to interpret the writing, but no one could. Then the queen mother came in and said, don't worry, King Belshazzar, there is a man in your kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy God. And during the time of your father, Nebuchadnezzar, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods was found in him. Call for him and he will give you the interpretation. And so we pick it up today in Daniel chapter 5, verse 13. Then Daniel was brought in before the king. The king spoke and said to Daniel, are you that Daniel who... Is one of the captives from Judah whom my father, the king, brought from Judah? I have heard of you, that the Spirit of God is in you, and that light and understanding and excellent wisdom are found in you. Now the wise men, the astrologers, have been brought in before me that they should read this writing and make known to me its interpretation, but they could not give the interpretation of the thing. And I've heard of you that you can give interpretations and explain enigmas. Now, if you can read the writing and make known to me its interpretation, you shall be clothed with purple and have a chain of gold around your neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Now, if Daniel was 16 when he was taken to Babylon in 605 B.C., and then Babylon fell to the Medes and Persians in 539 B.C., then Daniel would be 82 years old at this point when Belshazzar summoned him. Perhaps he was now in retirement, but it is surprising that Belshazzar was not better acquainted with Daniel. Even if Daniel was in retirement, certainly Belshazzar had heard the reports about Daniel from his mother, the queen. He knew how Daniel had been a wise advisor to his grandfather, Nebuchadnezzar, but he made no effort to get to know Daniel. Like many young people, he probably did not think that the older generation had anything much to offer. How tragic that the ruler of the mighty city of Babylon would ignore one of the greatest men in history and turn him only in the last hours of his life when it was too late. Then Daniel answered and said before the king, Let your gifts be for yourself and give your rewards to another. Yet I will read the writing to the king and make known to him the interpretation. Daniel paid little attention to the king's flattering speech and was not interested in personal wealth or political power. From his earliest days as a young man in Babylon, Daniel purposed in his heart not to defile himself By the delicacies and the seductions of Babylon. The Apostle John warns us, Do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, a pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from the world. Billy Graham warned ministers never to touch the women, the money, or the glory, since these have been the downfall of so many. Now, while Daniel remained respectful, he did not have the same regard for Belshazzar as for Nebuchadnezzar, because Belshazzar had no regard for God. Daniel would give the king the interpretation that he sought, but first he would take this young king to school. O king, the most high God, gave Nebuchadnezzar your father a kingdom And majesty, glory, and honor. And because of the majesty that he gave him, all peoples, nations, and languages trembled and feared before him. Whomever he wished, he executed. Whomever he wished, he kept alive. Whomever he wished, he set up. And whomever he wished, he put down. But when his heart was lifted up, and his spirit was hardened in pride, He was deposed from his kingly throne, and they took his glory from him. Then he was driven from the sons of men. His heart was made like the beasts, and his dwelling was with the wild donkeys. He fed him with grass like oxen, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven, till he knew that the Most High God rules in the kingdom of men and appoints over it whomever he chooses." Daniel boldly reviewed the events of chapter four, how God gave Nebuchadnezzar a great kingdom. But when his heart became proud, God humbled him and drove him away. And for seven years, he ate grass like an oxen until he came to his senses and knew that the most high God rules in the kingdom of men. But you, his son, Melshazzar, have not humbled your heart, although you knew all this. And you've lifted yourself up against the Lord of heaven. They have brought the vessels of his house before you and you and your lords, your wives and your concubines have drunk wine from them. And you have praised the gods of silver and gold, bronze and iron, wood and stone, which do not see or hear or know. And the God who holds your breath in his hand and owns all of your ways, you have not glorified. Daniel, as an old man, did not hesitate to rebuke this blasphemous king before all his wives and officials. I have found that as people get older, they just really don't care what other people think. They know they don't have that much time anyway, so it really doesn't matter. But Belshazzar knew what happened to Nebuchadnezzar. He'd heard the stories, yet he failed to learn from his grandfather's mistakes. Instead, in his pride, he profaned the holy vessels of the Most High God, and praised worthless idols. He could have learned the lessons of history, but instead he ignored them and foolishly gave himself over to revelry and idolatry. But I love Daniel's last words to Belshazzar, the God who holds your breath in his hand and owns all your ways, you have not glorified. If Daniel could say this about a pagan king, then how much more can it be said of us who have believed? God holds our very breath in his hand and he owns all our ways. So why then do we often act so independently as though we are free to go our own way and do whatever we want? I can understand why unbelievers do whatever they want. They don't know any better. But how is it that we who know that God holds us in his hand, owns all of our ways and orders our steps How can we act as though we can do whatever we want without regard for his will and his ways? Glorifying God is more than coming to church once a week or singing a few worship songs. It means living each day as though we really believe that we are not our own, but that we have been bought with the price of Christ's precious blood. It is living every day to please God rather than ourselves. That is the way Jesus lived, and it is what he desires for all his followers. Verse 24, Then the fingers of the hand were sent from him, and this writing was written, and this is the inscription that was written, Mene, Mene, Tekel, Upharset. This is the interpretation of each word. Mene, God has numbered your kingdom and finished it. all, you have been weighed in the balances and found wanting. Perez, your kingdom has been divided and given to the Medes and Persians. The words literally mean numbered numbered weighed divided. God had numbered Belshazzar's kingdom and finished it. The repetition of numbered probably means that the judgment is certain and immediate. Belshazzar had been weighed in the balance and was found wanting. In other words, his moral and spiritual character did not measure up to God's standard of righteousness. Therefore, his kingdom would be divided and given to the Medes and Persians. If Belshazzar believed Daniel, then he probably thought it was quite some time in the future. Then Belshazzar gave the command and they clothed Daniel with purple and put a chain of gold around his neck and made a proclamation concerning him that he should be the third ruler in the kingdom. Even though Daniel did not want the reward, Belshazzar kept his word, and they clothed Daniel with purple and put a gold chain around his neck and proclaimed him to be the third ruler in the kingdom. But these were worthless gifts because the kingdom would fall that very night. That very night, Belshazzar, king of the Chaldeans, was slain, and Darius the Mede received the kingdom, being about 62 years old. Darius the Mede was appointed by the Persian king Cyrus to rule in Babylon, just as the Lord had shown Nebuchadnezzar, the Medes and Persians joined forces to defeat the Babylonian Empire. It is interesting that 150 years earlier, Isaiah prophesied about the destruction of Babylon, even before Babylon was an empire, and he named Cyrus as the conqueror before he was even born. In Isaiah 45, we read, Thus says the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have held, to subdue nations before him and loose the armor of kings to open before him the double doors so that the gates will not be shut. I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches in secret places that you may know that I the Lord who call you by name and the God of Israel for Jacob, my servant's sake and Israel, my elect, I have called you by your name. I have named you though. You have not known me. God also spoke through Jeremiah concerning Babylon's destruction in Jeremiah fifty-one thirty-nine. in their excitement. I will prepare their feast. I will make them drunk that they may rejoice and sleep a perpetual sleep and not awake says the Lord. I will bring them down like lambs, To the slaughter like rams with male goats. The Greek historian Herodotus was born 55 years after Babylon was conquered, and he wrote that Cyrus advanced against Babylon in the field, and the Babylonians took refuge in the city. They had laid up provisions for many years and were not afraid about a siege. Cyrus divided his troops, placing the bulk of his army near the passage of the river where it entered Babylon at the north he also placed another division where the river made its exit at the south and he ordered his troops to enter the city as soon as they could cross the stream meanwhile the rest of the army diverted the water north of the city by digging a canal from the river to a nearby lake this reduced the level of the river underneath the city walls and the army was able to enter through the water gates the babylonians were completely unsuspecting Neither closing the water gates nor mounting the walls. Herodotus wrote, Those of the Babylonians who inhabited the center knew nothing of the capture, for it happened to be a festival, but they were dancing at the time and enjoying themselves till they received certain information of the truth, and thus Babylon was taken. Now there's a good lesson for us today. We like to think that we are secure and impervious to attack. But God could take down our country in a moment if he chose to do so. We are told in 1 Thessalonians 5.3, For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. Therefore, let us not be indulgent, indifferent, and inebriated, as the Babylonians were, but alert, watchful, and sober-minded. Let us walk in the light as He is in the light. For the days are evil and our time is short.
1: You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, check out our Simply the Bible podcast, and please leave us a review. That helps a lot. On Monday, we will return to the Psalms, where the psalmist asks, Why are you cast down, O my soul? We will look at how to best deal with depression. We hope you'll join us as we continue teaching through God's Word on Simply the Bible.